Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Kerry Davis, Randy Character, and joining us here in the studio is our friend Jeremy Rutherford, who covers the St. Louis Blues for The Athletic, and of course is our Blues Insider here on 101 ESPN. JR, good to see you, have you in the studio. Good to be here, good to be here. Yeah, we uh, talk a lot of hockey on the station, obviously. Uh, Joey talks a lot about the hotel bathrooms in Montreal. How about that? <laughs> he was great. I was listening to that on the drive-in. He is just a card, right? One thing we've learned about Joey is to not ask about hockey off the bat. <laughs> not at all. We, we get so much other information that is, you know, teaches us things about life. We've learned about bread and pasta, and now we've learned about toilets and bidets, and I guess all, all sorts of things. It's pretty cool. My, my favorite part is I'm always listening and waiting for what the transition is going to be. Like, how are you going to transition from this into the power play? He does it. He does it seamlessly every yeah. single time. Yeah. He, uh, and Worcestershire sauce, too. Yes. I, a word that I clearly can't say that well. But he's going to say it on the air, so we have to be paying attention for him to slide that in some kind of way. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah, Jr. What have your What are your thoughts of how they've been playing since uh, Vladdy and Terrace, since Vladdy and, and O'Reilly have gone down? Yeah, I was just talking to Randy for a second before we went on air. You know, it's it's tough because I, I've seen this movie before, where over the years with the Blues, you lose a cu- couple top guys, and everybody just seems to hone in, and mm. everybody starts to play, you know, this simple game, and it's almost like you you watch it and you say, why couldn't you do this a month ago, two months ago? This is the style, you know. The other night they had what fifty two hits in Toronto, and I realize if you're hitting, that means the other team's got the puck, mm. but you know, why can't you play this type of style? When things are normal. And also, why can't you get these kind of performances from guys when O'Reilly and Tarasenko are in the lineup? Look at Brandon Saad. He's really come alive. You know, Braden Chen, who I like most of the time, all the time, uh, had an unbelievable game in Toronto the other night. So the the thing is here, Kerry, they look great. And I don't want to take anything away from that. They could go 9-1 and one in the next 10, but if you look at this roster it's going to be super tough to compete. And that's why I've written, I've said in the past week, that I still think it's a situation where they're probably going to have to hit the reset, move some pieces at the trade deadline. But while this is going on, just enjoy it. It does seem like, though, some people are going to get an opportunity at least, if not to show what, well, they're going to get an opportunity to show what they're capable of. I think what you're saying here is that the expectation isn't going to be that a superstar is going to be developed out of the people that get an opportunity. Right. I mean, you look at this roster, and and look, Josh Levo's had his good moments. You know, Tyler Pitlick's come in and filled in. But these are guys that you're asking to come in and give the identity to a third line or a fourth line, and I don't think that's going to happen. You look at last night, you know, not to poke at uh, Tyler Pitlick, but he takes that third period 
uh, tripping call. And, you know, that's something that could kill you. You're playing a, a great team late in the season, trying to get those extra points, and now all of a sudden you're counting on a guy like that. So so we'll see what happens. But I do think uh, right now what they're doing, it's a simple game, it's a direct game, it's a hard-hitting game, and they're getting good performances from some of those top guys that are still left right now. We were listening to a cut from Army earlier this week, and he was talking about the younger players coming up, and, and uh, he was – really afraid to bring them up at this point because of the Blues not playing the game the right way. What is the right way for them to play, for them to have continued success? Yeah, of course, Randy's got to show us up. He goes on the call and asks the best question out of the entire press conference of Doug Armstrong. He gets a great answer there, so thanks for coming in and showing us up, Randy. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I thought that Doug's uh, answer was very interesting, and they are when there's good questions yeah. asked. And, and uh, he said that, yeah, when, when you play a team game, and he's right, when you play a team game, you can bring up a Jake Neighbor and all of a sudden, you know, if Shen and Saad and Barbashev are all doing the right things, it blends in. You incorporate those young guys and Nikita Alexandrov and maybe bring in others. Uh, but if that game is disconnected, which it has been all season long, you know, then how are these guys going to be able to not only up their game and be responsible at the NHL level, but, you know, if they're playing in a disconnected unit, it just doesn't work. It's going to be hard for them to, to get going. And so I think that's what he's saying there. And you saw it last night, though. These mistakes are going to happen with the young players like a Jake Neighbors. You see, yeah. he tries to turn the puck up the middle and loses it, and it's in the back of the net with a huge goal. So, you know, those are the things that I'm saying that I believe are eventually going to catch up to the Blues because they're playing that undermanned lineup. And one thing that we did discuss with Army, and you've asked uh, several times over the last couple of days, you wonder what sort of effect these injuries are going to have on the ability to trade these players. And they really do need to get Vladdy back in four and O'Reilly back in six. That's generally the way it works. They say we'll reevaluate and then the guy is back. But they need to get two weeks of a healthy Ryan O'Reilly before the trade deadline, right? They definitely do. They definitely do. And it's going to be a short time, right? Because you're going to get Tarasenko back maybe in a month. That's when he gets reevaluated. Can I stop there for a yep. second? And we talked about this. Vladdy's got kids in school here in St. Louis. He's got a no-trade clause. If if I'm Vladimir Tarasenko, I've got my cup. I know I'm going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Do, do you really need to go someplace for March, April, May, maybe June, be away from your family and not use your no-trade? I, I think if I'm him, I might just use the no-trade. I think that's possible, and I have heard you, uh, you know, the past week bring that up. I think it's a possibility. I'll just add this, that if the Blues are done, don't make the playoffs— and you're Tarasenko, you're a pending UFA, could you go to a top team and have an incredible playoff and increase your value True. in UFA? That's the only thing I, I see that would make him, motivate him to want to do that. Yeah, good point. And then the, you, I'll let you continue here. Yeah, it's, it's just it's going to be it's tough timing. I mean, you know, good thing for the Blues that the timetables for these guys, a month for Vladdy and six weeks for Tarasenko, does put them back before the trade deadline. Let's keep in mind those are only re-evaluation dates. Mm-hmm. They're going to take a peek and see if they're ready to go. Um, you know, my question is, if you're looking at Tarasenko, he's a shooter. Well, guess what? He's got a broken hand. Is he going to come back and have that same oomph on that shot? And O'Reilly, who... You know, I still think he has a lot to offer. He has lost a step, and now he's coming back from a broken foot. So I think those are going to be questions for those teams, and are there going to be enough games for them to show those other teams that they're ready to go? And conversely, are teams going to want to pony up for that guy? Like if you were going to give a first-round pick for a healthy O'Reilly, are you going to give a first-round pick for a guy who's coming back from a broken foot? right. When you're looking at the Blues defensemen, who who do you feel uh, is playing well and who do you think could, could play a little bit better to help them out? I think that uh, you know Justin Falk has been a guy that's played pretty well for the mm-hmm. most part all season. 
Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Colton Preco has struggled at times. I, I know that he has a, a reputation here in town. Um, you know, he still does some good things, but I, I agree with the fans who talk about just some of the lack of awareness and physicality. Um, Nick Letty, I think, has his bright moments where you say, you know, that's that's a good player. He can help this team. But then you look at that game last night, a little bit of unawareness around the net, and Jack Hughes puts one in. Uh, so, Kerry, you know, we talk about Callie Rosen. That's your guy, yeah. right? Uh, he's, he, had he's, a couple of, he had a couple of bad plays back to back though where he almost he, he had a bad pass and then almost gave up a, a puck right in front of the net so it, it's kind of what you're saying everyone is pretty much taking their turns of, of having those bad moments yeah nobody's had a really great year yeah. I, obviously they, they've had their moments but Rosen I guess he set the bar so high with us right that <laughs> yeah. now when he does have a hiccup you're like yeah. wait and then yeah. we forget he's a 28 year old journeyman but, yeah but uh, yeah so it's it's just a defense that I think you know, I see what Doug Armstrong was trying to do, a bunch of puck movers, guys who get the puck up the ice, but it just hasn't worked out well this year, and it doesn't help that some of these guys have been so inconsistent. Jeremy Rutherford in studio with us in the opening drive. Now, Matthew Rocchio is a, a believer in conspiracies. He's absolutely convinced that the league is going to give <laughs> the first pick in the draft. Draft, draft, oh, and, lottery, draft, draft and lottery conspiracies, okay. <laughs> specifically. Yeah, okay. Definitely. And second shooters. <laughs> but... Do you think that the league and Gary Bettman would give the number one pick in the draft to the Chicago Blackhawks? Oh goodness, Rock! Holy smokes! I'm just saying they have two. They have two. Um, you know, all stars, all, all, you know, all league guys for ten years in Caves and Tain, uh, Caves and Kane. There's a good chance they ship them both off of the trade deadline for draft picks, and then they turn around and draft arguably the. A top three prospect in the last 20 years in the NHL behind only Crosby and McDavid. I mean, it would just be perfect for a huge market to ship out two and immediately replace them with one of the best we've ever yeah. seen. I don't want to say no because then you're going to clip this and then when the, the, ball, <laughs> the ball lands on Chicago, then you go, holy smokes. It would make sense. Like, I, they want these big markets to have those types of guys. And and uh, I remember you go back to that TJ Oshie draft. Remember that was what coming out of the lockout? And so the balls were weighted. There were a couple balls for each team, depending on what your percentage was. And uh, you're thinking, okay, maybe the Blues could get. Sidney Crosby. Crosby, this is going to be crazy. I think, what was it, 23-24, it pops up blues, you get T.J. Oshie. And then where does Sid go? Pittsburgh, right? And uh, they get another star after having a few stars uh, in their day. So, no, a possibility, possibility, but, man, if that happens, holy smoke. He's a player, right? Connor Bedard, you guys watch that guy in the yeah, he's World Junior good. Championship. That would, uh, gosh, you're going to make blues fans mad when you say that. I, listen, the only the and listen, Randy brought up a great point. The only reason that you can prove to me I'm wrong about this is that why would they keep giving so many number one overall picks to the Sabers if they cared about these well, things? Anyway, the Oilers, and, 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 and and the Oilers right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, why would you just keep like handing them that? Right. And if you're the league, why wouldn't you have sent Crosby to the Rangers? Right. Yeah, and I remember sitting in the press box that night that they did the lottery that uh, Connor McDavid was going to Edmonton. The Edmonton writer couldn't believe it. He's, <laughs> he's sitting in the press box and he goes, what the I can't believe it. So, do you think this team can uh, get into the draft lottery, the Blues? I think I think there's a chance. It's going to depend on what Doug Armstrong decides to do here. And I know he keeps talking about uh, the record. What's the record going to be when you get close to the, the deadline there? I mean, look, you still got, what, uh, seven weeks or so. 
and they've played pretty well the past couple games. I'd still like a week or two to pass of sustaining that before you start to believe in any sort of thing like that. And, you know, would he keep O'Reilly and Tarasenko and think of them as reinforcements when they come back? Gosh, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, I can't uh, imagine that. I am going to buy a Mega Millions ticket today, by the way. Are you? So, yeah, might as well. Yeah, I get involved in lotteries. I, I like it. <laughs> JRs aren't rigged. <laughs> No, I, I don't know. <laughs> I've never won. I've never met be. anybody that's won. Have you? No. <laughs> I have they're a, always I, in some obscure place that no mm-hmm. one's ever heard of. And oh, look, this person won this ticket in this city. And did they really? Does that city really <laughs> exist? <laughs> I watch that lottery dream house show all the time, and I don't really knew anybody on that I'm show. I'm just saying. No. I don't, I've never, I've never seen a lottery winner say, "Hey, look at what I did. This is me before. This is me now." <laughs> yeah, no. Hopefully, you'll find out on Monday. Yeah, there you go. When this chair is empty, yeah, you won't see it. <laughs> what? Where's Randy at? I gotta go. <laughs> Put out a link. Job opening. Need Mega Mind. <laughs> Jr. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great. Weekend. Anytime. Have a great weekend. That's a great Jeremy Rutherford with us on 101 ESPN. Next trip to Montreal, by the way. You heard Joe Vitale. He's going. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to leave that bathroom. There are better things out there than that bathroom. <laughs> that I just set that up for Shea is like the establishment. Is it still there? Uh, it is still there. Okay. I think some buddy, buddies of mine yeah. told me. Yeah, yeah That's what yeah. I've heard. <laughs>